0: What's up everyone? Chris Manning here, Evan Dammo here, to Lockdown Cavs Podcast, your daily look at the Cleveland Cavaliers on today's show. We are going to talk about the Cavs win over Orlando on Saturday, which obviously saw the return of one Evan Mobley. We're going to talk about the rotation and what that looked like now that the team has basically its full selection of players back, aside from Colin Sexton. And we're going to look at you Monday night's game in Dallas, Cavs Mavs, 8:30 p.m. tip. We'll get into that on today's show.
1: You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Evan. What's going on, buddy? Did you have a good weekend?
1: I, I, you know, it was a good long extended break. It was hard opening up my email this morning and seeing how much I had to go through. Still kind of playing a little bit of catch up, but you know, it, it's refreshing to know that my Zips are the only relevant team in Northeast Ohio to win this weekend. Uh, uh, I just, I love the Moorhead hiring. I can't wait to see it happen. You know, let's just let's just throw up a quick Z for everyone in the chat. Let's just throw up a quick Z. Yeah, because too, if you wants that, to. That, that,
0: that that's a thing that people absolutely do and have. Bro, we either.
1: did it all the time. We threw up the Z. Yeah,
0: you and you and your frat boy friends in college. I'm I sure. told
1: my girlfriend when she had to give a presentation at UA a few weeks ago. I'm like, "Yo, throw up the Z to the students. They'll get it." And she's like, "I will absolutely not do that." And yeah, I'm like,
0: she's hey, smart. She gets it. And she's much. Hate. She just like my wife is cooler than me. Your girlfriend is much cooler than you, and we're 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 doing well. Well, no, sir.
1: Speaking of your wife, we—if those who watch the show, thank you for making Lot on Cavs your first listen and first watch. If you check us out on YouTube, subscribe to us if you haven't. Uh, we had vests on last week in honor of one Leanne Manning because that is a Miami thing is to wear a vest. And <laughs> shouts, shouts to shouts to Mrs. Manning sixth grade class. Thank you for making eighth, us your eighth, first watch. Wow, eighth grade eighth grade ex- class,
0: unbelievable! Oh my God, Evan, just out here with the factual Sorry, errors. I don't
1: keep up with your wife, and I defend your honor. Against her on social media because yeah. she loves your niece more. She
0: does. At he's cooler than me. Anyway, Evan Cavs Magic. Cavs win. They're massive. It was a magical favorites.
1: game for the Cavs. <sighs> okay.
0: okay. God, glad he got out of your system. Cavs were massive favorites for like basically the first time all year. Beat a, a Magic team yeah, that's war. now I believe. Four and seventeen. I think it's like only like the second or third time they've been outright favorites in a game this year, which just well, Yeah, no, the when schedule. they played the
1: Pistons, I think they were an outright yeah. favorite. So the two fans, really bad so. teams,
0: and then the Cavs are like the, the, Vegas the is two like teams
1: that are intentionally trying to lose.
0: Yeah, yeah. That are saying we're building culture or whatever. But the Cavs win one oh five to ninety-two. Uh like the Evan Mobley in his return, thirty-three minutes, thirteen points on five of twelve shooting, nine rebounds, had uh four blocks. Had nine rebounds and three assists. Darius Garland was the, to me, the real star of this game. Twenty-six mm-hmm. points, eleven of twenty-one shooting, three of seven from three 11 assists against just four turnovers. Jared Allen had nineteen. Isaac Okoro had seven. Larry Markkinen had twenty and five, and Ricky Rubio had fi- um had five off the bench. And J.D. Osmond had ten off the bench. Kevin Love had ten off the bench as well. Evan, uh, we're Kevin not going to do our awards this
1: Who did? Kevin Love had five points yeah, off the bench. Yeah, what did He's I say? ten.
0: Oh, okay. Jetty Osmond at 10. Excuse me. A lot of mean. lot of, little cramp box square. Uh Cavs went uh nine deep, which we will talk about uh, later in the show. But mm-hmm. Evan broad observations from this game, um, as far as I, I feel like really the focus here is Evan Mobley's back and did a mm-hmm. lot of Evan Mobley thinks. And Darius Garland continues to probably be having the leap gear that um certain people on this podcast predicted he would have.
1: I think we both had that prediction. I yeah, to I just Warrens. I just it's wanna I just wanna
0: like stake my I'm gonna like uh, you
1: can pl- plant that flag proudly, I'm gonna, Mike. Hey. I'm gonna be you, the peak you.
0: peak version of Baker Mayfield and plant that flag in the center of Ohio Stadium. Check out Lockdown Browns for more. If you go on a tangent, I'm gonna drive to Cleveland and, and fight you.
1: No, my takeaways from this game is you're absolutely right. The the Cavs, yes, it sucks they lost Colin Sexton for the season, but Darius Garland now has full reins of the offense to start the game. They're not really taking turns bringing the ball up. Yeah, J. P. Bickerstaff will get creative sometimes and let Mobley or sometimes even Markman or Coro initiate the offense. But we're really seeing Darius Garland hit at his full apex, and it's it's been amazing to watch. Like that's one of my biggest takeaways from this game from the Cavs side of things, from the Orlando side of things, and the Anthony Lima side of things. Jalen Suggs is befuddling to me. Um Ivan kind of was a big fan of his at Gonzaga, and it's just interesting to watch him just kind of play with this Orlando squad. I think you can't take too much stock in his rookie season so far because the Magic aren't trying. To, they are trying to intentionally lose. They have a young coach that is trying to, trying to you know, like Chris said, "quote unquote," build a culture.
0: I mean, they are. Do- I say that. In, I say that in jest, but.
1: I know, but they I mean like they, they have a lot of fun. I said this in the preview for the game. Like they have a lot of fun young pieces. Now they just gotta figure out how this all meshes, and eventually the winning will happen because naturally these young, talented players they draft high will get better over time. Hot take, I know, but like the Magic have a lot of players individually that I like. Like I was always a fan of Gary Harris while he was with Denver. I really like Wendell Carter Jr. I was hoping the Cavs could have gotten him back in the draft. I like Franz Wagner. You and I talk about how he'd be amazing for Golden State. I like RJ Hampton, I like oh my god, uh Nick, the the Cal, oh my god, the kid um he played for North Carolina. I really like their point guard too, but he was out tonight. Um Cole Anthony, that's it. Cole Anthony, I just couldn't think of the name. And then the most surprising thing to me of all is there's a young player, not a young player, but a veteran wing on Orlando's bench who played the least minutes for the Magic that I think the Cavs should try and acquire in Terrence Ross. Yeah, Terrence Ter- Ross. Yeah, that makes no sense in this Magic team. Terrence Ross would make sense on a team who's trying to make the playoffs, like Cleveland, or like even a contending team, like one of the LA teams, or even hell, Golden State, if they were to really push this three-point shooting thing to the max. But Terrence Ross. Is kind of wasting away in Orlando right now. And I'm going to start a free Terrence Ross campaign quietly because yeah, like I'm on a good team.
0: Yeah, I'm curious to see like what the price for him would be. That's something I think we'll talk about. I think certainly closer to February when we see where the Cavs are at. But I, I think this is like Garland. I think his leap year is just happening. Like, I think he did a ton of really good work out of the high pick and roll and not just like the shot making stuff. That is sort of one of the elitally things that could do, but he's making positive plays out of every iteration. They ran of it. Um He didn't, I don't even think he made necessarily like a shot straight out of like a spread high pick and roll in this game. Like he just has such control in his finding guys. And is his, his I, I tweeted something a couple weeks ago about um, his court awareness and people are like, okay, what does that mean? Is that just, or are you just speaking on your butt? I'm like, no, watch Jerry Scarlin play. And you can tell where he's noticing you could if you watch him play and you just watch him on a possession, you will see, you can see him this year start to notice where guys are going to be and he keeps he keeps like tabs on things as things are going this is like a sign that he is figuring out how to run an nba offense like he will if there's an off-ball shooter that he, he knows where he's going to he be
1: yeah but it's like when she's looking at the ceiling seeing the chest moves. yeah hopefully
0: hopefully he's not popping massive amounts of green pills and and vibing um with uh with with Jojen from game of thrones but like d- in this in this offense, he is like seeing like if there's a shooter that he knows he can come back to on the secondary He's like, okay, I know exactly where that guy is. I have placed him. I can come back to that. And he and he goes through these reads really, really quickly. And it's really really impressive. Um, It is why like I think like even like again, this is a bad team. And you know, Rubio still had eight assists. But like and I know where Rubio wasn't like peak Rubio and Rubio's kind Mm -hmm. of perhaps come back down to earth in some ways from what he was to start the year when he was playing at a really, really high level. This is like a Darius Garland that you can do like a Lot of really interesting stuff with, and that is like a really, really good sign for the Cavs if they're going to build something. It makes life easier for them, it makes life easier for you know Isaac Okoro, it makes life easier for a bunch of different guys on this team, and it makes the offense just functional better. Evan, what did you think of Evan Mobley? However,
1: am I good? Sorry, lost a little connection there, uh, et cetera. Before we go to the break, Chris, can we give a quick shout out to Larry Marketing as well? He's well, I really well,
0: well I want you—you you may have not have heard me. I want to. Well, let's talk about him after the break. I just want to ask you oh. quickly because what what did you make of Evan Mobley?
1: He was really good. He's always been really good. I think Evan Mobley, my biggest surprise, other than the playmaking and some of the cool stuff he does offensively and some of the unique things he does in terms of perimeter defense, is. He raises the floor of this Cavs team, and I think they're in a much better place when he's playing, and it was in indicative against this team against Orlando because th- we talked about this before. These are teams the Cavs need to beat because if they are serious about making the playoffs come like March or April, if they don't beat teams like Orlando or Detroit or Houston, who's coming up soon, it's going to come back to bite them, and I think having Evan Mobley out there really just like raises the floor of this Cavs team to prevent that from
0: happening. Yeah. All right, Evan, let's go into the break. Here. After the break, we'll talk about library market, and we'll talk about what the Cavs rotation looked like. Now that, again, they have everyone except for Sexton healthy at the moment. But first, got to tell everyone about our friends from PrizePix. Picks. PricePix Picks is daily fantasy made easy. It is the best of NBA DFS out on the market, especially for NBA DFS props. Pricepix offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. They offer any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. And if you're a user that wants to get in on the action, you get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code NBA. All you got to do is pick two to five players and an over under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus those projected numbers. It allows mixed sports entries as well. So you could take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the same entry. Use the awarding app on both the App Store and Google Play. And just can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate to check out Pricepix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download this app today. Pricepix is daily fantasy made easy.
1: Today I want to tell you about our other sponsored, Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for Netflix. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with the Direct TV stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package.
0: Evan, to answer your question belatedly, I think this might have been the best marketing game we've seen all year. Um, he's obviously not going to shoot 50% from three, you yeah. know, like he might... Uh, like he did in this one. Um, but he was four of eight from three. He was, um, he was only four of nine from inside the arc, which is like you kind of need him to capitalize on some of that stuff. Well, but that's okay. Five rebounds for him is good. I thought the defense was good. Had a just overall, like a, I think a positive impact in a way that he looked comfortable. And, and that's a like kind of what you kind of need from him. If you're going to continue to roll, you know, this three big lineup. And I think this is just, the, I think we're at a point where like, you know, we got past the 10 games we got, there's obviously some injury stuff, I think it's just pretty clear that this is just going to be this what JB believes is like his best starting five and, you know, barring future injury or anything. I think this is what we're riding with here. I think for marketing, he, he just played well. And I think if you're, again, if you can get him to three of eight from three every night, you can have him be a guy that helps your stretch defenses out. And he plays like this. Like I, I, you can accept that even if he's again, not going to shoot 50% three from every night, he's going to have some two of eight nights. He's going to have some one of seven nights or whatever but like he was probably not going to remain as bad as he was from three to start the year. And if this is the sign of him kind of getting comfortable and, and finding his the evenness of the energy, let's say that is maybe taking away from his offense to some degree because of how hard he's having to play in defense compared to how he had to play in the past. This is a step forward for him in a way that I think is at least productive for the gaps.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I think since coming back for, Due to health and safety protocols, Markkinen is averaging 18.6 points per game. He's shooting 37.3% from three. Like Chris said, he's not going to shoot 50% from three for the night, uh, every given night. But, like, I talked to his agent about this, why he signed with Cleveland, part of the reason was playing with Darius Garland. Part of the reason is, you know, playing with Ricky Rubio as well, because he now has two true point guards that he can share the floor with on any given moment. Like no disrespect to Kobe white or Thomas Tomas, center and whatever else the bulls were rolling out, but they weren't getting marked and involved properly. And if he wasn't easily being properly utilized. And
0: I think he'd be like, interesting in this bulls. Yeah. The guy's for the, oh, pick he'd hunt, be, but he, he'd be really he'd be interesting. interesting, really they, interesting they have been yeah, team now yeah. because
1: like defensively him and Vucevic is a mess. Yeah, but that's
0: that's but like the imagine like Lonzo or like DeMar Lonzo who's become a really and, good in yeah. Caruso, yeah, be great. Yeah,
1: those three, it's it's the it's the it's the what if now because you're like, well, I can play with Jarius Garland and Ricky Rubio, two very talented playmakers, or I can play with. Uh, otherworldly playmaker in Lonzo Ball and then Alex Caruso and like you said, Debar DeRozan's playing pretty well too, but
0: yeah, DeRozan's good. Shouts to James uh, J- R-
1: Shouts, 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 shouts to him the toughest dude in the league, the guy no one will ever mess with, but also apparently the nicest person you can ever meet, but the marketing's been kind of fun like you said, I think JB Bickerstaff is going to stick with this lineup. We are 20 games into the season now for Cleveland. It feels safe to assume say that the Cavs are going to play big. They're going to play marketing as a three going forward and It's weird. It's unconventional. I can make my Kevin Durant jokes all I want, but it still feels a little uncomfy to me watching it happen. But for what it's worth, it's working. And I think as marketing continues to get comfortable like that, that's what I stress. The worst thing to happen besides him getting COVID because it's awful. I don't wish that on anyone is he loses the opportunities to gel with his teammates and find comfort familiarity and a level of comfort, whether it's with Darius and Ricky or even Evan and Jared as well he's been fun. And I think he's going to make life easier for the rest of the offense, especially like, like you said, he's not going to shoot 50% from three every night, but teams are going to have to respect more and more. His theoretical three point gravity. And it's just going to make the offense so much easier for the rest of the team too. like Isaac Okoro, Coro really going to benefit from Laurie market on the floor. Evan Mobley and Jared Allen obviously benefit from Laurie market on the floor. Yes. Darius Garland, especially that's just a reliable pick and pop partner for him too. So like it's weird, it's unconventional, but somehow the Cavs are making it work and it's just it's just weird, man. I, yeah. I was not on board with this at all, and I've slowly warmed up to the idea because it's just working. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, 20 games in, I would not believe the Cavs are 10-10 right now.
0: No, I mean, this team is, I think, exceeding expectations in every single way. But uh, to look, look at the rotation, again, the Cavs go five. They played the five starters, all pretty heavy minutes. Garland played 36, Mobley played 33, Allen played 36, Markin played 32, Okora played twenty seven. Love played 19 Osmond played 22, which is a sl- like a two minute bump from where he normally is. So that's not really anything significant. Rubio played 27. And then Lamar Stevens is man eight only played eight minutes. So Dean Wade excise from the you know, as a starter, them to the breaks. He's now out of the rotation just because of their, their well, health. Well, being he was,
1: fit. D- was Dean listed as out or was he available?
0: Oh. Uh, yeah, he had a calf. Yeah, he was listed yeah, with a calf yeah, injury yeah, in okay. Orlando. But well, it's fair. Totally forgot that he to be fair, he still could be out of the rotation, I think, is sort of the I would be curious to see how he goes here. But no Denzel Valentine minutes, no Dylan Windler minutes here. That's um, the more they they went basically seven here. They went seven guys. Lamar Stevens had a cameo. How
1: much does he charge per appearance?
0: Waiting for you, I, 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 Evan, I. Here's here's just my only read on this. I don't know if this is like a sustainable thing I would want to do over an eighty-two game season to,
1: to no, play.
0: It's like the, the especially because like there's going to be nights where like JB just like plays Mobley forty minutes and he's going to do that consistently. I don't know if the heavy minutes like this is like a thing that I. If you want the Cavs to have a long-lasting, I think I I think it speaks to that he doesn't necessarily trust the rest of the roster, but it is also like you're like, yes, you're getting better quality minutes out of these certain guys. You're also probably hurting yourself on the back end just because you're playing these guys heavy minutes and, and whatever. And I, I like I again, I think there's some easy fixes. I think you probably got to like try some of the young talent to see if there's anything there we're salvaging just to find out. But it, it's a tricky spot. But I, I I find it basically I think, you know, I think Dean Wade will be an interesting test assuming whenever he's available next. If he plays, because if he plays, that means they're probably going to run eight, eight or nine, or go nine or ten, and maybe like nine or ten just gives like the front court a little bit more of a breather. But we we don't know if that's going to be true.
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting to think about. Like I'm I'm trying to look at some of the, like JB's rotation history when during his time with Memphis and during his time with houston like i know a common complaint with him was he leaned heavily on veterans during his time with memphis he refused to play jaron jackson jr at points and he didn't really trust the younger guys Well, his hands kind of forced in cleveland he kind of has to lean heavily on these younger guys but i am curious to think if this is like, like you said, it's not sustainable going forward. Like the Cavs do have some reserves that could be playing. Like if Dean Wade's available, maybe he and Lamar split up those minutes a little bit more. But like eight minutes from Lamar isn't going to do much. And I think you can't lean too heavily on Isaac Okoro at times either because he's dealing with recovery from a hamstring injury. Like that could come back to bite him in the worst way. So like maybe JP needs to handle Isaac a little more gently and give more minutes to Lamar as Isaac gets fully recovers and feels comfortable in his body again. Uh, Like you said, JD Osmond getting a slight bump was a bit of a surprise um, just given how the rotation was going. I figured he'd play a lot more than that. I think Ricky Rubio, that 27 mark for him, that's about the max I'd play him on a nightly basis. Like granted when the Cavs were ravaged by injuries, Rubio was playing like 30 something and possibly flirting with 40 minutes a night. Like you can't do that with a veteran point guard like that. Obviously Kevin Love can't play those minutes either. Uh, it's just it's it's worrisome like jared allen is pretty reliable and sturdy Larry Markin has a, a pretty st- stringent injury history darius garland can't has problems staying healthy as well i just that's my fear is in the moment yeah it works but if you look at this it's not a it's not it's not a it's not a it's not a, it's not a sprint it's a marathon you should say mm-hmm um the, the Cavs need to be cognizant of how many minutes they're playing some of these key pieces that have injury issues in the past because this could come back to bite them in the worst way come March or April when there's just like a slew of injuries hitting the roster again. And then like those playoff hopes just
0: completely crater. Yeah, and I think with Mobley just specifically, I just don't want to see him get run into the ground. I don't want to see Darius Garland get run into the ground either because this is like his yeah. first like – year where he's taking on such a big role in so many ways and it's like i just don't, i like, i don't
1: want to see evan mobley play isaac okoro level minutes like yeah. he did his work this <laughs> season.
0: yeah yeah okoro's like the one guy that i would just be like yeah he's he'll probably be fine you know like that, I would just, no eh, i you know.
1: disagree with that just until you know like you're completely like, well oh, the hamstring, hamstring recovery yeah, hammer, yeah. and then i'm like yeah. yeah he's fine but like yeah. don't want to tempt fate here
0: no 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 i would i mean i think you're also just getting better performance like when you like you you get better performance if you can have the maximized energy. I think in that thirty to three to three minute window, um, it's like the Mike are kind of like you know play guys a certain amount to kind of maximize our energy. But then you know the the time you turn up the dial is is April May. Like if you get to April and it's the end of the regular season and you need to like win the last three games of the year, go all out, play your playoff rotation, get there, go all out for the plan tournament. I think you should do that at that point. I think now you got to still play the long game a little bit, but. You know, we're just doing. Maybe, we're just maybe doing. they
1: take an example from the Warriors a little bit because the Warriors go like 20 deep on their bench at some point. The Warriors also
0: probably have better players, is the thing.
1: Yeah, they do. That, that's, like, that,
0: that's the thing we're, we're kind to speaking around.
1: I know we're speaking around it. they have Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, but like JTA would be like a clear rotate. JTA is like better than several guys. The Cavs have that he doesn't like Jordan Poole like is better. Like some like
1: Jordan Poole, John JTA, Jonathan Kaminga, who stinks, but is a good rotation piece. James Wiseman will come off the bench for them at first. Like then Kevin Looney will come off the bench for them instead. Like the Warriors have such good depth that they're able to play their star players a la Steph 30 ish minutes a night and Steph just completely wrecks you in those 30 minutes
0: bingo all right let's go in a break take after that we're going to talk about cabs and mavs which again takes place monday night 8 30 p.m but first got to tell everyone about our friends from built bar built bar obviously is the best tasting protein bar on the market they have tons of great deals right now um you can it's if you're listening to this on cyber monday they're still 20 percent off You you go check out they have new flavor including ruby chocolate puffs they have lemon dip cheesecake puffs they have the built crave bar uh which is you get two of them with any order again only through the end of cyber monday and look they're great. They're, every single one of their products is just a fantastic protein bar. I had a cookie dough in this morning after my workout. It was awesome. Like, you can't grow on. I ran two 5Ks last week. I ate a bill bar after both of them because I wanted to save room to eat other stuff. And uh, I, I still enjoyed myself. I got to my car, and I, I had a nice bill bar. And it was it was delightful. It paired really well with my post-race Michelob. Michelob, come back as much to the show. But, look, bill bar, save 20% with LOCKED, promo code LOCKED. 20, again, take advantage of these deals while you still can cyber Monday with bill bar. You don't have to go fight at the stores. You're not trying to like, you know, you buy some random stuff. Like just go get some bill bar stock up, get that protein you need again. Promo code lock 20.
1: Today's episode of Locked on Cavs is also sponsored by bet online. It's holiday season. We all know what that means. Football and nothing goes better with football than betting. Bet online has you covered all holiday season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this holiday season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus with promo code locked on. You have to use that promo code in order to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all these amazing offers available for the twenty twenty one season and beyond. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: All right, so Evan, Cavs maps. Mm-hmm. Cavs, I believe, are five point underdogs on the road. They uh, are. Christopher Independent Online. Luka Doncic obviously kind of the the mainstay of what Dallas is doing we will run tons of pick and roll. Um, I would highly expect Isaac to have to be defending him for most of the minutes. Just can't imagine like it it just makes sense to like try anything else. Um, What do you imagine uh as some of the things you're looking forward to seeing what are you kind of looking forward to
1: well let's talk about what you're talking about the isaac uh defending luca like yes that should be what the Cavs employ to start the game but maybe this is where we see lamar stevens making more than a cameo as well where you try to throw a bit more bodies, Luca's way to kind of slow him down a little bit, and I think Lamar has shown the ability to defend wing players like Luca, especially ones who lack lateral quickness and athleticism like Luca does. I think Lamar would be a pretty easy lack matchup for him. I'm also looking for how. Dallas employs Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Do they put him on Evan Mobley and make Evan Mobley defend him? Do the Cavs force Evan Mobley to defend Kristaps Porzingis outright, Do they put Jared Allen on him? Like, there's a bit of that stretchiness Porzingis provides, so it's a little tricky there. Um, other than that, like, I mean, obviously the mainstays for Dallas are Luca and Porzingis, and then you have like Tim Hardaway Jr. and other key pieces like that as well. Like th- this Mavs team is disappointing. I would think is fair to say, um, they were disappointing last year. They're disappointing this year. They're under kind of underperforming, despite Luca being here, very reminiscent of the first era Lebron teams, if I can, but, This is a like the the map the Cavs are five point dogs in this one. I think this is a game that's winnable for Cleveland in terms of like their entire gauntlet they have coming up this week because it's not just Dallas; they have Miami, then they have Washington again, the Eastern Conference leading Washington Wizards, and then they get David Locke and the Utah Jazz on Sunday. Sunday, yes. So like, not an easy schedule, but I think this is the most winnable game of the four games coming up for Cleveland.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. I just like I think Miami, if they're like going to play everyone, like my is just really good <laughs> hot take <laughs> that might be really good note on dallas they're seventh in the league in three-point rate uh but they're 21st in percentage at 33.5 percent. that's below league average right now um so keep that in mind they're gonna if they, if they go roll with the same starters they had the other night it's gonna be luca dorian finney smith tim hardaway jr Porzingis, and willie collie stein then Kleba, bullock uh, sterling brown dwight powell and trey burke off the bench um Depending on the health of of Jalen Brunson as well, obviously because he's a pretty key piece. But you, you look at this team and it's like I think I'll be curious to see how the Cavs kind of this is like a weird guy to kind of call out here, but I wonder how they're going to defend Dorian Finney Smith because like you don't necessarily like he's not a high value guy. Like he took four shots against against Washington, but he's a guy that's a good three point corner shooter, and like you don't want to yeah. like totally just give them those shots. Like that's just an easy that's like easy food for Luca to just like feed that corner over and over again. So like, do you put like Mobley on him maybe, and like Mobley has to cover some ground just to like, but he can't do that as a help guy. Uh, so you can look on complaints as Allen, like, or does Mark gonna go on him, which would sort of be like probably the more straight up one. Um, it's a tricky thing for Garland too defensively because like this is where like is he gonna be like Tim Hardaway Junior's like I think the move is like Okoro on Luca like pretty Luca. clearly, but. You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. like has some like he's a not a bad NBA player. Like I think Garland will have to to really battle on defense to kind of make this one sort of sort of functional. He's a little he bigger. He's a
1: good player. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He's but it's like it's like there's like a there's just obviously like he's not an offensive hub. Like he can, he's gonna make you pay. He's gonna get his shots up and he's gonna take a bunch of threes. But Gar it will just be a game where Garland needs to mark. And I I, I would expect to. Like jared allen is just gonna like roam off like however many minutes whoever is like nominally playing center when they're not trying to space things out right jared allen mm-hmm. is probably gonna like like i would expect lots of jared allen mucking up the paint by rolling off a of willie collie stein and then just betting he can recover and contest any shot that comes away because he probably can't and then I, th- I think they'll be really curious to see what they decide to do with mobley because if they get if they'd say okay we're gonna play the straight up you're gonna defend Chris Tapps, that's that's a choice Or you could again, I think having him defend Dorian Finney Smith could just be like an interesting wrinkle to really try to like have him have have market like if you just bet Markinen can contest Porzingis' shots because Porzingis isn't a post-up threat, I kind of would buy that as a gamble. I would buy that as a as a decision you can make, even if Porzingis is like like nominally a threat.
1: Yeah, I think those are all fair points. I don't know, man. It's just this game has the ability to be fun. This map seems just a little weird. Like I said, they're disappointing. Um the Jason Kidd hiring is still to be determined if it's a good one for them or not. Um, I don't know. It's just the Mavs just kind of feel like they're stuck in reverse, but they're it's like two steps forward, three steps back. It's just how I feel about the Mavericks when I watch them play or when I break down footage from like, they have a lot of fun, individual pieces. I'm still waiting to see them cohesively put it all together because like they have the talent to uh, take the Western conference by storm, especially because they have Luka Doncic on their roster and, Still, my biggest "what if" is if LeBron didn't throw that game because Brooklyn would be saying hallelujah. Well, he
0: you mean you? I mean, right you could be Jeff Nomina and blame Spencer Dinwiddie instead.
1: No, I'm gonna be. I'm the nihilist. I'm the cynical Cavs fans. LeBron James's fault that Never. the Cavs don't have Luka Doncic. It's not Spencer Dinwiddie's fault. Spencer Dinwiddie's a fun story. Don't be a wiener about it. I'm not Even being though it's in crypto. It. Not you, Jeff. I know you're listening, Jeff. But. <sighs> Can um, I, yeah. I want well, to just, uh, just, just uh, make one other I'll point share, about this game. Share, one, one,
0: wrap, one other point. I think Luka Doncic is just obviously going to be the center of this game. Um, I would just, again, very much expect um, lots of him running pick and roll, lots of him feeding everyone, and how the Cavs to decide to defend him and how they what kind of coverages they throw at him will just kind of be – the most interesting thing, and it's one of the more interesting tests. Like this will be probably this will almost certainly be the most heliocentric to one player offense the Cavs have faced all year and will face all year, and how they defend it will just kind of be an interesting because it's a perimeter oriented guy and not like a, an opposite way. Of it. but Evan, you got to wrap up. So yeah, what, what's your last thing here?
1: Uh, just back when the Cavs or sorry, not the Cavs, the Heat played the Mavs in the finals. I owned this shirt and I wore it with pride as Dallas won the championship and. In- it's still in my closet, deep, deep in my closet. So I don't know, man. I have a soft
0: spot for the Mavericks, is what I'm trying Sorry, to say. Cavs for Mavs was a thing. Um, Bill Bender, obviously the king, is is in the waiting room for another show. Ohio University graduate Bill Bender, because he didn't go to Akron like a chump. But that's gonna be it for Lockdown Cavs. We'll be here next time uh, with more with more calf stuff. Until everyone, be well.